Hello, everybody, and welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. First of all, thank you for downloading. It means a lot, and that's all. I just want to say thank you. Um, this was a special episode recorded live as part of the Comedy Exposition in the Logan Square neighborhood in Chicago at this very odd and unique and great venue called The Comfort Station. Now, The Comfort Station is a thing that looks like a house. To put, It looks like a gingerbread house in the middle of a city. It's pretty great. Uh, we're going to have a link to the venue, the comfort station. They do a lot of mixed media programming and, uh, it's one of the spaces that opened in Chicago after I had moved and I'd always want to perform there since I've been back. And now thanks to my friends, I was able to, the comedy exposition was a hit, a bona fide hit. I think every soul show sold out or was very close to doing so. So the organizers did a fantastic job. Those organizers include Stephanie and Katie and Zach, and Goodrich, and Matt, and I think that's it, and I hope I'm not leaving anybody out, because I'm not using notes. Okay, so, this show, I decided to cut it up and make it a little bit different. I had my favorite musician, uh, Daniel Knox, on the show, playing music for the show, so I figured, let's put him throughout the entire episode. So, whenever you hear a musician playing, that's Daniel Knox. Uh, Once again, there will be links to every single performer on this show in the podcast description. Coming up after Daniel Knox is Daniel Kibblesmith, another Daniel. Daniel might be the best Twitterer out there right now. He is also the editor of my favorite website called ClickHole. So I had two of my absolute favorites on the show. I also had some brand new friends. I had a uh, an author named Mike McBeardo, uh, and, he, and he's got a brand new book out, Heavy Metal Movies, and you should buy that book. And this book is perfect if you are a metal fan or you're a fan, not even metal, just just cool horror movies, like the kind of cult classic stuff. I had an amazing comic out of Portland, Oregon named Curtis Cook on the show, and uh, it's awesome because I live in D.C. and Curtis lives in Portland, and without this comedy festival in Chicago, we would have never seen each other, and he is amazing, and I'm super happy and excited for you guys to hear him. Did I mention McBeardo's last name is McPadden? Sorry, it's Mike McBeardo McPadden. Okay, um, and then coming, returning to the show is competitive eater and taco-in-a-bag owner and a nice person, Patrick Bertoletti. Uh, Patrick Bertoletti brought his friend, uh, Nathan's Hot Dogs champion, uh, Joey Chestnut, to the show. So this is a very bro-heavy show. It's our first and definitely only show that we've ever done live that has no females. And uh, that's an interesting little tidbit there. So uh, this is episode 325 of You, Me, Them, Everybody. And I hope you enjoy the show. Without further ado... Here's the absolutely fantastic Mr. Daniel Knox. Uh, Okay, Uh, this is a song about... uh, I should preface this by saying that I'm not particularly funny, so don't, you know, just don't worry about it. Um, This is a song about... uh, Well, it was inspired by a day at work where uh, this girl... Uh, sopped all this sort of mayonnaise lotion all over her hands and she proceeded to uh, butter the countertops with her palms and then when I came over I, you know, stuck my fingers in it and was horrified and basically just gave her a real hard time about it. It's also about uh, a girl who gave me chlamydia. That's the one that goes away. Just for, <laughs> which I'm, which I, I found out is not the clap. I don't know what the clap is, but for years I was prefacing this song by saying the clap, and it meant something else that doesn't go away. So, without further ado, 
Don't touch me. Don't touch me with dirty hands. God knows where they've been. God knows where they've been. The top of the list or the bottom of sin. Don't look at me. Don't look at me with those eyes. God knows what they've seen. God knows what they've seen. All the unthinkable, all the unclean. Virtue takes the day off. All the pigs will eat from the trough. All the pigs eat from the trough. Shall I begin where I left off? Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me with those lips. God knows what they've kissed. God knows what they've kissed. The animal tongue of the prostitute fist. Don't touch me. Don't touch me with dirty hands. God knows where they've been. God knows where they've been. God knows where they've been. Thank you, thank you. Daniel does one thing that I very much enjoy faving and arting, and that is called, could I I tell everybody or no? It's called the GOP Tweens. Daniel Kimmelsmith is actually the man behind GOP Teens. Now, if you go to the GOP Teens Twitter page, the banner, the photo, is not you. No, it's, it's a bunch of, uh, it's a stock image of a bunch of children. That's right. Now, did you pay any? Did you pay for the stock image rights? No. So you're a thief, is what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Very good thief. Okay. Now, um, people get confused about what you do. Sure. Understandably. And I wanted to have you on the show to explain some of the some of the mail that you receive. Sure. Well, uh, I do this. I do this account called GOP Teens. That is, uh, I like to think of it as uh, the character is an out of touch. Uh, person involved with the Republican Party in some official capacity, and it's like a parody of failed youth outreach, basically. Um, so I feel that the jokes are fairly over the top, uh, and and no one in a million years could ever uh, misconstrue it as being real. So here are some people who misconstrued it as being real. Uh, what I'd like to do, if you're not familiar with the account, uh, what I'd like to do is read one of the tweets. Oh, please do. I enjoy them. And then follow it up with some correspondence I received from somebody who thought that this came from a real human brain. So, um, uh, also, GOP Teens has a particular vernacular, so just pretend that every other word is hashtagged. If you don't know what hashtag is, go kill yourself. Men's rights. Sure. I'm, I'm going to make sure. that fucking thing trend. Yeah, pull, okay? pull me down into this vortex. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, 
From at GOP Teens. Teens, do you agree that red states are rad states? Here's an email that that account received. Hi, I have a question regarding the GOP Teens Twitter account. Is the account made to mock the Republican-conservative party? I saw a tweet posted that I found to be very comical, and I went to look at the comments. A lot of people were saying that the account was a satire. Uh, and that the account was made to mock and make fun of Republicans. I've been following the account as a strong conservative, and I was just wondering if I needed to hit the unfollow button. Please reply if you get the chance. Sincerely, Bridget. Did you respond to Bridget? I don't respond to any of these. <laughs> Have you ever responded to any of these? Uh, I will respond to, like... Liberal old men in their 60s. Who Why? Why? Because well, they reply to every single one. They reply to every single one, and they always reply with these sort of like pleasant dad jokes. And I just want to let those dudes off the hook so they can move on with their day. Finally get the shelves up in the garage. Do whatever you, they're supposed to be doing. Do you only let them know because you're afraid that that's going to be you in 10 years? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I was in... Uh Springfield, Illinois, where I'm from, and uh, I saw this girl that I went to high school with, and uh, she's not particularly beautiful, but she was homely in a very interesting way, and uh, so I found her, you know, very attractive growing up, and um, I saw this look in her eyes that she recognized me, and I thought, ah, like I could finally, you know, have it off with this gal, and it'd just be sort of a one of those things, but then she was a look of sort of, uh, of disgust and dislike, and then I thought, well, I'm better than you, and you're checking me out at the, at the grocery store, so that's not exactly where this song came from, but it's close enough. to think of the past but then this town gives me the blues it's nice that you've learned to forgive my friend but you should be shining my shoes you should be wearing should be riding in limousines and you should be shining my Life is unbearably cruel The only prediction I trust is You will be shining my shoes 
like you to bring up the past again. What options have we to choose? It's lovely you've learned to forgive, my friend, but you should be shining my shoes. You should be shining. Okay. Thank you. I understand that there's like weird pop and circumstance about doing this, and usually stand up is done while standing up. Um, this actually is a part of the comedy festival, uh, even though. I'm fucking it up, and it makes it seem like it's not. But this gentleman comes all the way from Portland, Oregon, and he's here for the comedy exposition. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for the one and the only Mr. Curtis Cook, everybody. Yay! Thank you. I feel like I learned a lot about specific stuff, and I can't, <laughs> can't apply any of the knowledge from what I've learned today to anything else in my life. <laughs> what I was really glad to happen. I... Really appreciate your website since I was 12, sir. <laughs> I didn't know porn had existed yet, uh, so I was just all about your website and quick clips of MTV. Oh, I didn't buy anything. <laughs> I just Google searched famous women and then Mr. Skin at that. <laughs> I'm not proud. I didn't know porn existed until I tried to download the Vin Diesel film Triple X. <laughs> I Googled it, and then I was like, well, this is better. <laughs> Women have been through a lot in this room today. <laughs> I'm very sorry uh, that you had to be patronized, in addition to not really having rights and stuff. <laughs> you guys have a lot to learn. I'm sorry. <laughs> is it, thank you for having me. I should tell some jokes. I'm really, I feel so uninteresting, though. Like, I was like, oh, man, I'll do comedy. And then it was like, well, this guy runs a fake Twitter account, and this guy makes porn movie books, and this, these guys eat professionally. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the extent of what I do, <laughs> is just make fun of things that matter to others. <laughs> Uh, this is fun, though. I've always, I lived in a small town, and I always wondered what these buildings were for. <laughs> and now I like to look back on my childhood and imagine that every park building was having one of these inside. <laughs> it makes me really happy. I am really hungover. Uh, on Thursday, I took Molly, so today I'm just sad. <laughs> really, really sad. It's a beautiful day, and everyone we've ever loved is going to die. <laughs> I, uh, Chicago's really cool. I've been here a couple times before, but this is the longest time I've ever been here. And I was looking, I did a show in Rosemont the other day, and I was looking for a place to eat. And I decided to go to the Toby Keith's I Heart This Bar and Grill. Uh, and within five minutes, I realized that I was not the intended clientele for Toby Heath's I Heart This Bar and Grill. Since this is an audio podcast, it should be referenced that I'm a person of color. <laughs> 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 
why is that just sounds confusing? Why is he so upset about that? I don't know why. Toby Keith's iHeart Bar and Grill has a mandatory dress code for all its female employees that they must wear Daisy Dukes and t- uh, tank tops. And I struggle with that because as a feminist, I don't think that any kind of industry should force its female workers to sexualize their bodies. But as a cisgendered man, I don't give a fuck. It's a wonderful thing. I have a hard time. I want to talk about feminism really badly, but I feel like everything's, everybody's been through so much already. <laughs> I was in my, the seat being like, how do I make women feel safe? I should probably just not bring it up. <laughs> it's really hard to make women feel safe. I tried, there's been all these things happening on the internet recently about women's safety and women's reproductive rights and everything was going back and forth and everyone on Facebook was getting so angry with each other and I was watching people say things that they felt they needed to say but get offended by it and I wanted to learn about it but I couldn't stand Facebook so I blocked everybody but my mom and my mom's friends and then I went to a feminist bookstore but I wasn't sure if I as a giant man could walk into a feminist bookstore safely so I printed out a t-shirt on the front it says I'm sorry and on the back it says I'm trying. And I went there, and I was respectful to everybody, and I asked their pronouns, and I called everybody ma'am. And apparently, if you go into a feminist bookstore with a nice t-shirt and a smile, you get three girls' phone numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Which has brought up an important dilemma in my life, which is that I do not know how one booty calls a radical feminist. (laughs) Normally, I call girls like, hey, girl, how you doing? Want to come over? And when I call these girls, like, hello, fellow person! I would like to hear about your day, but I know this isn't about me. <laughs> Don't laugh that hard next time. <laughs> You're going to get us in trouble. I'm sorry. Thanks for having me. <laughs> what other jokes can I tell? Oh, uh, I guess I'll tell. I'm black, but I'm the kind of black where I have to announce that to a room before I tell a black joke. <laughs> Otherwise, everyone in the audience is like, well, this Indian guy is racist. <laughs> I'm black, and I was in Chicago, and I was in a hipster bar lurking in the shadows and judging the shit out of people in superfluous fedoras. And from the other side of the bar, I heard this blonde white girl go, Tonight, I really want to fuck a black guy. And that's my favorite kind of racism. <laughs> so I sprinted over her to beat the other two black guys that were sprinting towards her, and I got there first, and I was like, What's up, girl? She's like, I'm in a real black guy, you Puerto Rican-looking fuck. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Now I'm never going to get to have sex with a racist. (laughs) So then I just got drunk because I'm a grown-up. That's how I handle rejection and also all of my feelings. And then because I was drunk, I had to go to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom. The piece of graffiti was in the water in front of my face. And the graffiti read, in spite of everything, I still believe that there is good in people, quoth and frank. So right underneath it, I wrote, kids say the darndest things, (laughs) quoth Bill Cosby. I'm really glad you guys laughed because this is a very small space and I can't leave after this is done. <laughs> Just throwing a lot out there and be like, please let me sit next to you afterwards. <laughs> What's your name, sir? Oh, you don't seem into this. I'll talk to somebody else. <laughs> Thanks for playing along. What's your name? No, you can go. You jump in there. That's a nice name. <laughs> I'm so scared. This is like 
what I would envision every KKK meeting to look like. <laughs> Just like we're going to go to the park and meet in secret in a room that is comfortable yet squeaky somehow. <laughs> there was that parody article on the, the internet about, that's why your Twitter account, I fucking hate those things. <laughs> Because, like, that one's fine, but there's so many fucking The Onions now that I'll, like, be like, is this news? And they'll be like, no, and the only reason it's parody is because they just said so at the end. Otherwise, it just reads like a normal article. But I read an article that said that, like, it was a parody article saying that the Ku Klux Klan sued and won for being religiously discriminated against because they tried to buy a birthday cake, and they were told they would not be served due to someone's beliefs. And that's not true. But I did spend three hours contemplating what a birthday party at the Ku Klux Klan would be like. What kind of cake do they eat? No, I, just, I thought about it. I think it's just a vanilla sheet cake. <laughs> all they can do. I'm not proud of that joke. <laughs> what do they do at the birthday party? Is there a pinata in the shape of a woman? I've got a lot of questions. I'm sorry. Everyone's been through a lot today. One minute. Thank you. <laughs> I want to get you guys with a zinger real quick, uh, but I'm also afraid that I am tap dancing on all your last nerves, <laughs> and I want you all to be happy. Uh, Daniel, thank you for your time and patience. That's a good closing joke. What what race are you? Yeah. Mammy too. Just rough. <laughs> I'm half black and I'm half white. And when I first started doing comedy, I explicitly talked about how I was half black and how I was half white. And one of the first shows they let me do was at this all-black college. And they were like, yo, this is a safe space for people of color. I was like, word, that should be most places. This is going to be fine. <laughs> And so I did my first b joke about being biracial. I was like, well, I'm half black and I'm half white, which means white women love me because I'm black enough to be exotic, but white enough to be financially secure. And then white people laughed in a way that made me feel terrible about myself. <laughs> and then I had my other mixed joke that I still really like, but no one else ever enjoys. And it's like, well, I'm half black and I'm half white, which means I am ridiculously good at killing black teenagers. <laughs> And I told that joke, and I got a letter from the assistant dean of admissions. <laughs> and he was like, the students felt that your joke was racially prejudiced. So I sent him back an email that was like, nah, nigga, shit's statistically accurate. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Curtis Cook. To my enemies, I swear no harm will come to you. Until you cease to be afraid Then you'll be hunted down Like common rats That's how it goes Time will punish you Or serve you well To the girl who paints her face And goes with other men there is no punishment to give Because you're wearing one You filthy thing, get off my lap I have no use for you 
on me that all of the songs that I've been playing are a little bit nasty, so I should probably play something with a little, a little more tender. Uh, Brandon, you have a bottle of water that I could, I could have that you haven't been drinking from?
and could possibly be very influential in the near future, if you begin running it correctly. Please take these words into consideration and use them to better your accounts. If you would like more help, send an email back and we can talk on the phone. Do you, did they include the number? Can we call now? Uh, I am a 16-year-old from Dallas. <laughs> Let's call! They didn't include the number. I have God to email. I'm a 16-year-old from Dallas, and I'm a very right-winged kid. Thanks, Harrison. So Name your kid Harrison, Mike! Yeah. Okay, cool. Could we? Could you please email Dallas back, and uh, maybe we can talk to Harrison, Harrison in the next ten minutes. Harrison found me because here's the thing: if before the GOP Teens Twitter account, I bought GOPTeens.com on an impulse. If you go there, it says it's fake. It's just stuff about me. So he he finally clicked through to there, and then found me on regular Twitter and said, "Is GOP Teens a parody?" And I just never responded. So, could you respond? Could I respond for you? What should I? Yeah, what should we say to this to Harrison, Harrison McMahon or something? I Do you believe America? I just I said a sixteen-year-old boy's real name on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not editing that. Okay, oh, that's enough. That's enough, Friday. <laughs> this is a song about a marriage that uh, uh, I don't know whether it fails or succeeds, but in the song, it you know it goes somewhere. Down below in the night 
Okay, for the listener at home that has no idea what we're talking about, Mike McPherson McFadden is a writer. I am. He yes. has just published a book called Heavy Metal Movies. Right. In addition to doing this, you also run your own blog. I do, yes. And you work for Mr. Skin. I, I, so I've been the head writer at Mr. Skin for 11 years. Now, okay, so. so you are a writer. I am, yes. And you love movies and or breasts. I, the, the, that would be an and, no or there, yeah. <laughs> Why not make movies? Uh, I wrote a film in 1995 called Animal Instincts 3, colon, The Seductress. There were breasts in that film. I what, what time you, is the first breast appear in the movie? Oh, uh, during the credits. Yeah, I mean, they, they open in credits. There's a very artful, uh, erotic montage. This is one of your classic... Uh, classic. Uh, this is one of your archetypal Skinamax films of the mid-90s. So you're very proud of it. Beaming. I'm talking about it uh, right today. 19 you know. years later. I brought it up. You didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's the third and final film in the Animal Instinct cycle. I killed the animal. Did you kill it or you feel like you said all you needed to say? Well, you know, I, did, I think I did both in one fell swoop there. What movie could you make a part three that would be better than anything else? Uh, oh, this is a good question. I know. I'm very good. <laughs> Um, I don't know, two, six girls, three cups. That just seems like an absurd amount of both <laughs> girls and cups. Right. What do you think? Will you watch that Two Girls, One Cup video? Will I? Uh, yeah. Have I, you? I, I certainly have, yeah. What are yeah. your thoughts? I'd like to talk about issues that happened three years ago. <laughs> um, you know, it was uh, a classic of its ilk. Are you afraid that people aren't watching movies anymore? That's sort of a sincere question, because you wrote about a lot of stuff that's relatively hard to find. Right, yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm just binge-watching TV now. Right. Well, TV, TV, current TV is certainly much better 
to watch than current movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, movies are, in a large way, kind of over. Uh, that doesn't mean there's not going to be good movies in the future of the heavy metal and other variety, but uh, they're pretty terrible on the whole. And uh, TV is weirdly good on the whole. So, or not on the whole, but there's enough of it that's worth watching. Can we talk about your tattoos? Well, you certainly can. Okay, number one, why? <laughs> uh, number two. That's because it. you took a shit and then you got a bunch of tattoos? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. let's start at your right knuckle. Yeah. It says... Your right knuckle. Oh, you want me to read that to you? Yes, hopefully you could <laughs> it's read it. It's upside down, yeah. Meat. <laughs> wait, so, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. It, w- so if you would be upside down, yeah. If you didn't change it, would you be able to read it? Uh, I don't know. There's, uh, it's too late now. Okay, now what's on, what's on the top of your hand? What's uh, that? That'd be the right eye of Alice Cooper. That's cute. Thank you, yes. Do you... It is. Alice Cooper's a nice guy. What he do you is. think about him being inducted into the White Castle Hall of Fame last week? I was overjoyed and... It, you know, it just it's a well-deserved honor. I agree. Yeah. Do you like White Castle? I do. Yes. So do I. I do. Yeah. Did you? But you grew up in New York. Did you I have did. White Castle in New York? Oh yeah, we had White Castle. I thought yeah. that was a Midwestern thing. No, no. It's. I believe it's like west of. I mean, rather east of the Mississippi River. Cool. Would yeah. you ever go west of the Mississippi? I've been there. I lived in L.A. a couple of times. Why? Uh, for a few years. What did I, you do out there? I worked at Hustler Magazine for three yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're a married man. I am. Yes. What does she think of all this? Don't look at her. Uh, she's in the room. Let's not look at her. She's accepting and understanding. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. That's very nice. Last I checked. Yeah. What's your writing schedule like? Uh, I I wake up early. I write for a few hours. I uh, go into the office and uh, write for a few more hours, and then take a break, and then come home and write for a few more hours. That was captivating. Thank you. Do you have a, Do you have a lot of stuff in your office that makes it look like a fourteen year old boy lives there? That's what my tattoos are for. There you go. Yeah. So you're just a minimalist except yeah. on your body. Exactly. It's like I'm not a collector. I just put this really? stuff on my body and I carry it around. You're not a around. collector, seriously. No, no. Based no. on just the layout of this book, yeah. I would assume that you're a crazy person. <laughs> no, that's not well, it's I mean, sort fact, of an insult. It has nothing to do with the collection. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. just, it opens with these like wonderful 1970s and uh, like Italian film posters right. and all this yeah. other shit. Yeah. And it looks like Bucket of Blood the record store down the street, right. which doesn't even have your book in stock. I told him this before the show. This is outrageous. It's bullshit. Insane. That's yeah. directly yeah. the demo that should have it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but Quimby's has it. It's true. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Let's shit on independent bookstores more. What's the worst part about bookstores? The worst thing about bookstores? Yeah. Fuck these people, right? The stink of old book. That's right. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. How long have you been with your fiance? Three years. Okay. So you're, yes. and, and how old is she? She's 26. 26. 26. And you're 30? Yes. He's He'll 20... be 27 in a couple weeks. Oh, that will also be illegal. I, mean, I know. Uh, okay. Keeping it real. Where are you going to get married? Most likely America. More... Am I'm I gonna... my options opened. Am I going to be the best man is the most important. I don't think you're going to get the best man gig, I don't bro. I, gotta... I'm a good... I don't think I'm going to get invited. So it's going to be somewhere in the Continental 48. Yep. Because fuck Hawaii and fuck Alaska. Stupid Obamacare. Am I right? You said it, not me. All right, I said that. Um, do you? Uh, why do you do this to your body? Well, it involves pretty much most of the things I love in life. I love eating. I love winning. He loves cock. And I, I, I swallow really fucking well. <laughs> no, no, it, I, I love, I love getting on stage and the, pushing these motherfuckers next to me to their limit. And uh, is no, everyone in competitive eating a bully? 
Oh, yeah, we, we're, we're dicks to each other. Are you guys really? Yeah, yeah. Will you, like, slap each other in the stomach <laughs> as soon as you're done eating? Or? Oh, he, this asshole tries to hit me before the contest, and he knows I get pissed. Does it work? Well, obviously not, but... Because you, you've beaten each other. Oh, yeah, he's beaten me a couple times. Because you're, you're, you're good on the sweets. I'm good on stuff that you don't have to practice for, and uh, sometimes he gets really extra focused, and it's really nice to fun with the fuck with him, really. What do you get focused on? I get focused. I, well, I'm, I'm preparing my body for a ridiculous amount of pain. What I mean, we're, we're, we're pushing, really, knocking butts. It, it, we're pushing hard. And, uh, yeah, we're pushing our body to the limit. Do you regret doing this yet? No. Yeah, I'm, I've been really, my doctor still, still says I'm doing all right with but the blood work. you get and, to pick your doctor, right? I, I got a good His doctor. doctor is based in Tijuana, so it doesn't count. <laughs> Kaiser. Obamacare. That's right. Am I right? You scared the hell out of me. Go. What's that? No, not leave. It's just like, why, why do you frighten me? You both frighten me. No, it, Him it, a little bit less. It's, it's we, have, we, we have disorders. No, we, we love the competition. Uh, we, we get to travel, meet happy people. Yeah. I, and and I, I've worked a normal job. I, I work construction management where I answer freaking emails every day about bullshit. People whining about money and schedules and bullshit like that. Now I had to get to travel around the world and eat. We turned like an eating disorder into money. I mean, how could you judge us? <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it's a bad thing. I said I'm uh, intimidated and scared by both of you. Because you could do we things. We just really need booze, I think, right now. Okay, so, Daniel, one more, right? Okay, we're going to make this very, very quick. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm so happy that you're here. You're a very, very, very funny man. I'm actually, I'm actually um, kind of a big fan of both of those guys. And over Fourth of July weekend, we just went to Wikipedia and we looked up a ton of their world records, which is the most fun. I feel like I just watched two literal monsters. All right. I felt like I was one sentence away from getting punched by either of them at all times. <laughs> and they instantly went outside to go get a What, did they just eat you? Isn't that what would happen? That no. they would just... They're really nice, but they're scary, too. Yeah. They're bullies. <laughs> I'm saying horrible things I don't believe, and then it started as a joke, and then it just became like, I guess we have to bond over this now. Right. Like, they, they definitely, like, uh, y- you are now the, the hero of this story, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Which is not something that we could have seen coming at no. the beginning. <laughs> it's a big twist. All right. This is a GOP Teens tweet from GOP Teens. Teens. Is Obama a Voldemort? <laughs> Here's somebody who thought that this account was real. Uh, this is a fun one because I was almost on the television. Wait a second. This is a fun one because yeah, yeah, this that was a... part of the email? Or you... No, 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 no. no. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm very sorry. Yeah, this I was a... confused. I apologize. This is about to be a funny. I thought that was the first sentence no, 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 of no. the email. <laughs> yeah, that would uh, be an icebreaker. All right, I am a producer at Fusion TV. <laughs> We're doing a panel segment on Tuesday about young folks on both sides of the aisle getting involved in politics. <laughs> Some of your tweets have popped up on my feed before, and I've been wanting to have you on the show for some time. Uh, so before I could respond, hi there, follow up. Sorry. This just occurred to me. Is the GOP teens account a parody? (laughs) So this is somebody who saw multiple, multiple jokes in the vein of, is Obama a Voldemort? And was like, 
Guys, we got to get these Republican teens on the show. They have no idea what they're talking about. Has there been any serious discussion of essentially hiring an actor to be the voice and face of GOP? Well, I, would, I would just, I would just do it. You're a little old. I'm a little old. You need a 19. <laughs> have you read any of these? Are written by like a 700 year old man. You need a, you need a 17 year old blonde. You need the kid from Texas. The kid from the from oh oh team up with the 16 year old. Yeah, with I mean, his like, 600,000 followers. And let him appear on like MSNBC as the GOP. Team I think we just, I think we just made history today i think we need to do that would, would you be down with that or would you be like that's my voice guys no i would yeah i would definitely hire i would hire a young person to represent them but in my mind it's like somebody who's like in their mid 50s at the youngest just like 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 maybe if i say so you rad, would have like a lot of makeup on yeah i would wear like <laughs> would, if you just went as voldemort sure of these interviews sure i would wear like the guy pierce prometheus prosthetic and show up as like the oldest guy in the world and be like like, uh, like Ted Cruz has a skateboard. I don't know. What do you want from me? And see if that see if that works. Either way, maybe I'll swing the election. I hope you do. Yeah, me too. I hope you get Nate Silver fired for something. I don't know how it makes it. No, I would never do that. He's an angel. Is he? He's in New York still. <laughs> Yeah, no, we talk. I thought thought that was a big... I thought 538 and GOP teens were handed. Yeah, you and me, all the guys with brown hair and glasses (laughs) know each other. Well, obviously, if you listen to the show, you already follow the account, but um, you should definitely tell your parents to follow the account, GOP teens. And if you don't know what the click hole is, you will happily, happily, happily waste lots of work hours on it. Yeah, please do. I'd love your your job to... Yeah. Grind to a screaming halt. Especially if you ever go to Huffington Post or BuzzFeed, you will no longer go to those sites. You know, we fully su- yeah, we fully supplanted every other every other website. I don't think even you need Gmail anymore. You just <laughs> just clickhole is is enough. The, the the top two, not the top two, but some of the top ones uh, that people should check out is which Madman character are you? Which Batman character? Madman. Which Madman character is on you? Yeah, um, that one's really. That fun. was a really good one. And then like nine toys that we can't enjoy after September 11th. Yeah, they weren't fun anymore. That was uh, hands down my favorite. That was yeah, that was a big hit for us. And then uh, what's the one that everyone still is passing around that wasn't like the about a month and a half ago? It wasn't. I There's my. Uh, I think our biggest our biggest hit so far was um, we left a stick of butter out for That's three it. hours. Yep, we left us yeah. we left a stick of butter out for three hours, and you won't believe what happened. Uh, and it's a three-hour video of a stick of butter. It's a single take of a stick of butter slowly melting on a countertop. And it has 800,000 views. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so, Is it only that length because YouTube has a restriction on how long the video can be? I think the res- No, I think the restriction is 10 hours. Oh, wow. I think we... <laughs> which, which means at some point... We were like, we got to three hours, and we were like, I think this is enough. <laughs> I think this is good. Did you have an intern watching the camera the whole time? I, I hope so. That's so They're great. not people. <laughs> people uh, that aren't interns, please follow number one Twitter, Daniel Kibblesmith, and your actual personal account, Daniel Sure, Kibblesmith. you can find me at Kibblesmith, and that's the easiest way to find me. At one of the nicest website. men, one of the funniest men. Hopefully he never moves, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that there's not a lot of people like this, like you in the city, and blah, 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 blah. I talked a little bit too long and ruined it. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Daniel Kibblesmith, everybody. Thank you so much for doing this. A love song, and then I'll, I'll go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it puts the ice pick in your
your heart tears the building blocks apart it tells you what to do then puts the blame on you it makes you try and tell a joke then wish that you had never spoke approaching through the fog embrace this lucky dog groping for more than I can hold sulking like a 12 year old then suddenly I find myself dancing oh how I hate dancing
Daniel Knox, everybody. You're very good. Thanks. I try really hard. <laughs> it shows. Um, I wanted. To, I looked for other Portland comics on the fest. I think there's a two or three others, and uh, you're all very, very funny. Oh yeah, we rock. We're pretty good. Yeah. Thank you. But I don't think I usually don't think of Portland as like a comedy hotbed. You should. I will now. I don't know how to do interviews. <laughs> Obviously, I don't either. Don't worry about it. You're going to be great. How long have you been doing stand-up? Uh, three years. Three years. Now, how old are you? I'm 23. So you started 20. Like you're you're going to be good. Uh, when are you going to leave Portland? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Didn't, I, I'm from Cleveland originally. I moved to Portland about a year and a half ago, and I didn't realize that moving is like a lot of work. Yes, it is. <laughs> so I was going to do it every two years. But now I know that that means, like, finding a job and stuff, so I'll probably just stay in Portland for a while. Do you have a job? Yeah, I make I'm a screen printer. <laughs> Could you have a more Portland job? Yeah, I'm, I'm not proud. What I, are you proud of? You said that multiple times. I'm not proud of a lot. Do you see a therapist? No. Why not? I see a therapist. It's good for us. Do you see a therapist? Yeah, absolutely. That's how I'm able to make eye contact with you. Oh. I don't look away. I know my faults. I embrace them. I try to move past them. I look them straight in the eye. They're hypotheticals, of course, and move on. I only make eye contact with you because I'm scared if I don't, my dad will bust through a wall and scream at me. That's true. That was supposed to be funny. (laughs) Not everything lands, and that's okay. I know, but that was a sad one. I don't want everyone to just let that sink. You know how weird it is for me to come up here, and there's nothing going on? It's just like, hey, we're going to do a thing, and then it's this. You know, this is not a normal setting. There's light outside. You can see windows everywhere you look. This is an incredibly comfortable setting for everyone but the people up here. It is pretty. It is really nice to be among uh, them. Yeah, but up here, ooh, this is rough, right? This is fun. It's fun, though. This it's is fun. This is a learning experience. Are you glad you've come to the festival? Yeah, I'm having a great time. They put this together really well. I like, agree completely. Incredible. Who is your favorite performer that you've seen that you did not know before this weekend? I'm terrible with names. There's a guy from New York who was funny. Great. <laughs> okay, so helpful. check him out. There was one guy from New York from the festival. It's funny. People should follow you on Twitter. Yeah, it's Curtis underscore Cook. Regular Curtis Cook is a dad who hasn't tweeted since 2009. How and many <laughs> tweets does the dad have? Uh, like 270. Uh, he tweeted enough. He kind of earned it. <sighs> They're all just pictures of his kid. <laughs> what kind of kids? Boy, girl, ages? I can't tell. Just white ones. White kids? So like, white. They're at the age where they just look like grits for some reason. That's not healthy. <laughs> He's don't. not a good dad. He shouldn't have a Twitter <laughs> Curtis underscore Cook. Yes, sir. Go see him if you're in Portland. Yeah, please I'm, come out. Do you guys, do you guys, does the Portland comics travel a lot on the West Coast at all or no? On the West Coast, they do. Uh, what about you specifically? I try to come out here more because just because I have family and people in the Midwest, which is nice. Uh, it's good, good to be back. I forgot what it was like when everyone was friendly to each other. That <laughs> so doesn't happen in really Portland? Uh, it happens, but in like an aggressive, we have to do this way. Ooh. Like <laughs> People here are nice for the sake of kindness. People there are nice because they feel it'll change the world. That's the perfect way to end this. Follow him on Twitter. Please put your hands together for the very funny Mr. Curtis Cook, everybody.